Hey folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, concerts, all types of shows. The all types of shows is my favorite part of GameTime, because I know sports, but if the wife wants to go to a comedy show or a concert, I used to be helpless. But now I know what the heck I'm doing, because I just go to GameTime. GameTime is also hooking you up for the holidays with $10 credit. Here's what to do. Download the GameTime app in the Google Play or App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app, create an account, then under the billing section, redeem code THEATHLETIC. Once again, that's THEATHLETIC, all one word, for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, people! Credit is only available to the first 1,000 people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets. Welcome to another episode of Miles More Madness. Tim, what's going on, man? You done any, uh, all finished with your Christmas shopping? You know, it occurred to me today when I was getting my hair cut and the, and the lady says, uh, hey, what are you getting your wife for Christmas? I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, I got to get to that. <laughs> so I am, I, I did, uh, I'm, I'm all about, exper- I'm all about experiences. So, uh. After the basketball season, I've got a trip planned to Nashville for the wife, and she was she was excited wow. about that. So I'm you know, good. you said that in one of your front. promos to before, like uh, you took your kids to a water park or something, and you're like, I'm all about experiences. So that's yeah, stayed consistent yeah. in your life. They got all the I'm stuff glad you're at least an honest journalist, yeah. not fake news. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I uh, I, you know, I try I try to keep it real. You do. Um, so, so are you, are you, are you finished yet? Or I, I did a lot of clicking on, uh, websites for my Christmas shopping. We're doing a little bit Sunday, but, but, uh, I got my, I got my son up. something. Uh, I, hopefully my wife, he's a podcast listener, obviously. Yeah. So you can't yeah. blow it. I got my wife. <laughs> well, I got my son. My, I gave it to my son last night. It was a pair of, um, um, ID shoes, Nike ID. That's what his team's wearing. Although I'm a was a you know last uh-huh. seven year Adidas guy, and still am you know an Adidas guy, uh, some, but um, still loyal to the brand. Uh, that or Vans usually, <laughs> but uh, also, um, you know, so I got him you know personalized uh, Kyrie's, and on the inside label it says Gabe, wow. and then the other one says Gata, G A T A, which means get after their ass. So he at least better yeah. be a scrambler, a little hustler out there. Because <laughs> we know he doesn't, uh, he didn't get inherit much talent, right? Uh, not for me. <laughs> not from you, maybe from your wife. All right, so so you know somebody who probably could uh, use a Christmas gift is uh, is Kentucky in the way of some uh, some jump shooting, some offense. Want to want to start out talking about uh, a little Kentucky. Uh, were you able to watch the uh, the Utah game the other day? I I, I watched it this morning. Um, I've, I'm I'm recovering from from uh, you know it was not pretty for for the Kentucky side. No, it wasn't pretty, and you know <clears throat> their numbers aren't pretty either. Uh, that you know, Coach Cal is you know first of all he's the, he's he's one of the best coaches, a Hall of Fame coach. 
He's got so many NBA players, and that's his MO, is to prepare guys for the NBA. And, and that's what he does, and he does it really well, and he accumulates a tremendous lot of talent. He's got a whole bunch of turnover. So, and he's had other years like this, too, where you just don't have a complete team, and he does not have a complete team now. And mostly it's because of outside shooting. And then, you know, you saw that, you know, come to fruition uh, in, the, uh, in the Utah game where they go two for 17 from the three. Uh, and that's just that just goes with the territory. But, you know, I guess more concerning to me is just where they're at right now. They've got one quad one win over Michigan State. Uh, and then after that, they don't have a win until you get to quad four. And they only have one other game in quad two. They don't have a quad three game. In fact, the whole SEC, I think, has only got uh, eight, eight quad one wins as a conference. And those games are hard to come by. You know, as I looked at the Big Ten, for instance, you know, you could get quad one road games, but you were only getting two or three quad one home games in your league play. And those are the high, highest majors. You know, imagine what a Mountain West team's getting or what Ben Jacobson at Northern Iowa is going to get. He might not have another quad one game, and he's got a hell of a team at Northern Iowa. So I think Kentucky you know, has some work to do on there. Although they're nationally ranked folks, remember national, national rank does not come up. Not that I'm not saying they're not going to qualify for the tournament or whatever, but they're net 77, their RPI is 124. Uh, you know, uh, their predictive numbers are good. Thank goodness, because they've got a wealth of talent, but is that what you're going to do? Uh, just choose teams on talent or results. And uh, so I think the, and the SEC is a little light this year, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, as, as I watch that game, like, um, I think the more concerning thing for Kentucky right now is just like the product on the floor. And, um, you know, I don't think they're, they're passing it well. Um, it's just, you know, Kyle Tucker our, from the athletic wrote about this, um, after that game, just kind of how this, this roster has been constructed and, you know, how Cal, um, while he's able to get, you know, amazing talent year in and year out, like shooting is not always something he targets. And, um, you know, he, he plays two, tr two kind of traditional big guys. But as I look at that team and kind of watch them offensively, like they don't have anybody that can really post up effectively. They're not a great passing team. And so everything has to kind of come off drives. And they don't, you know, I, I think when you, you, you can maybe eventually they'll get to that to where they get better at that. But because the movement's not like the ball movement's not great. Um, you know, you're just driving first side into traffic and like, that's not an effective strategy. So, um, you know, I think defensively they'll be fine The um, you know, they get stuff in transition cause, cause they've got guys that can get steals, but man, when it gets to be a half court game, um, I think they're really going to struggle this year. And I'm, I'm not sure, um, you know, he, he always seems to do a good job of, of figuring out some solutions as the year goes along, but this might be one of those seasons where it's just the, the roster construct, like how the pieces fit just don't necessarily go together. Yeah. So when you have a team that doesn't shoot well, and I've had them, you know, then you start to look for, okay, what are the ways, you know, drink from the chalice of easy baskets. How can we get easy baskets? And the first one mm -hmm. are transition layups. So running off your defense. Uh, and if you look at, for instance, the fast break points, I, I think uh, Kentucky had like 15 fast break points and 20 points off turnovers. Now that's not always a direct turnover to a, it's what kept them in yeah, the game. no doubt. It's the only thing that kept them in the game. Yeah. Because Utah yeah. started each half so well. You know, Booth Gotch 
young kid out of Austin, Minnesota, went down to prep school in Arizona for his senior year. He's got a brother, too, that's a good player. Um, he, uh, you know, got, I think, scored the first 10 or 12 points for his team. Didn't do much after that, but Timmy Allen made a lot of tough shots. Larry Kostoviak put him at the high post right at the at the nail is what I call it, right at the free throw line and let him yeah. operate. Boy, I mean, that's such a tough place to to put a clever, crafty player. Uh, it's hard to guard those guys without fouling. And then they make tough shots, too, and they can find other guys uh, in close, little close proximity. They make those little shovel passes or, more importantly, kick it out for an open three. And he did it all. Timmy Allen was terrific. And, and so – when you've got these teams, you got to say, okay, these, this is, this is our cup for easy baskets, but we know we're not going to make a ton of threes. So where do we make up for it? We can run off our defense, right? We can offensive rebound, uh, and we can get fouled and make free throws. Those are the three ways they can improve their offense. The hardest one of those is getting fouled and getting the foul line because that's an inconsistent, you know, you're not just going to dominate the foul line every night out unless you have superior talent. And it's harder to dominate the, the foul line when it's just a messy game. If there's a lot of missed shots and it gets physical, the officials aren't just – they're just going to let that play out. You know, the hardest thing for an official, if you if you ask them, what do you want tonight, they'll tell you made shots. Because when it's a lot of missed shots and kids get frustrated and everything's just a battle for the loose balls, it's an awful game to watch, to coach, to play, and 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 to officiate, of course. So – Kentucky brings a lot of that miss shots, you know, and uh, so they have to be able to get fouled, but they have to do a better job in the offensive glass too, even though they're pretty good at it. Um, they had 14 the other night. That, that's got to be almost a minimum, I would say, for them. And I don't know what their season average is. Maybe that is, but it, it might even need to be better. Yeah, definitely getting to the glass and, and um, you know, getting the line, I think is it will help, but I, I don't know. Still, I, I just don't know if this can – be a super efficient offensive team just without many guys to, to space it. And it's, it's a challenge. So, um, well, they also from, from there, shot I want to, I want to get to, uh, you know, another team. They also shot, sorry. They also shot seven less free throws, uh, than, uh, than Utah. So if you're trying to get the offensive glass and get those mm -hmm. second chance points, which they only had 10 of on 14 offensive rebounds, uh, and you've got to get to the foul line and you, they did run off their defense and get the fast break. But, you know, if you're not going to make threes and you're not an effective outside team uh, and you're going to shoot, what, 40 percent or 41 uh, percent, uh, you've, you've got to, you know, get those other places. And Coach Cal knows that. I'm just speaking for the, you know, for the people wondering that, you know, aren't studying it and want to listen to two yahoos like us and then make a decision from there. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you think they're in real jeopardy of missing the, the tournament? I, I it's concerning. It's con it's concerning only because of the lack of Cal gets them going. There's no doubt he'll figure it out. But it's just concerning on uh, on the strength of the league right now. The you know the SEC is not a top three or four. You know two three. You know they're not in that two three four position right now. I don't think. I think they're more like number five or mm -hmm. six. Yeah, the the bottom and the middle is not super strong this year. So, um, and the top's not what it's been. So yeah, it's 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 a little bit of a down year for the. Uh, the SEC, but uh, let's let's hop over to uh, to J another guy in the news. Um, you know, yesterday James Wiseman decided to um, leave Memphis. Um, is going to start just training, getting ready for the NBA draft. 
Um, Tim, were you were you surprised by this? What what'd you think of it? Yeah, well, I'm just disappointed uh, because he's such a talented kid. He'd be so fun to watch for a year. Uh, no doubt, he's an NBA quality player, and and this is the you know he has no choice in terms of you know he can't go to the NBA for a year, so he's got to do something. And we've lost some really high quality guys uh, uh, because they chose to take the money and they don't want to go to school anymore or, or things. But I still think the college experience is something wonderful and it's something that only comes along once in your life. And it's a finite number of years. You can do it. You can only do it for four or five years. And they don't tell you you can only play pro basketball for four or five years, but there's also no guarantee that you're going to play pro basketball. You know, you look at the amount, I think the athletic did a, a study on the amount of guys that declared and didn't get drafted and where they are now. And a handful of them have two-way contracts, which is nice, uh, you know, but the G League is not, you know, they don't travel like college teams. They don't, you know, the fan support's not like college teams. And it's never going to be because you don't feel the same way about this, the, the state you live in like Kentucky, uh, the university you went to like Utah, you don't have that same emotional pull as you do for the Windy City you know, magic or Windy City Bulls or the, you know, uh, main Red Claws. You know, there's just, although the fans are there and they're looking for entertainment, it's not the same emotional pull. So as long as there's colleges, there's going to be college basketball. There's going to be magic moments in the NCAA tournament. And uh, I, I hope that through name, image, and likeness, we can find a way for those guys that still like James Wiseman that originally wanted to go to college. And we can find a way for them to do it for a year, or even if it's one and done, Zion Williamson said publicly he wanted to stay in college, just didn't make any sense, you know, but he loved the college experience. Mm -hmm. And so there are going to be guys that want to go to college for a while. And so, you know, I, the NCAA needs to fix it on their part. And, you know, and then, you know, how is that kid going to come up with 13 grand and his family to pay back some charity? You know, they, I don't know their personal situation, but that's just like not going to happen. So it's just too bad. I mean, they they needed the money to begin with to be able to yeah. even move. So, so yeah, they, um, that that's the that's the part that 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 interests me. Like, should you know? Okay, you you penalize them. I get that. Um, you know, you can't just not penalize these schools or the kids if if they do break a rule, right? But as as far as the penalty having to be okay, you've got to pay back so much money. In this case, it was $11,500. Why can't he do it next year when he's a millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> do it next year. I give him a yeah, payment plan Yeah, it's just not real. I don't think it's realistic. Like, I am I got a pretty good job. My wife's got a, a really good job. Like, I don't, I don't really have $11,500 to be to, to, to put somewhere right now that, hey, yo, yeah, we can just pay this back. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so that, that part's, I think the NCAA has got to come up with a way to, um, you know, maybe change the penalty structure in a way that, that that's not the expectation because I, I don't know for a fact that that's what kept him from coming back, but you would think it has to play a, a part. It, it's not a hard assumption to make. And it's not, I heard Dan Patrick talking about it just this morning, the same way. So I don't think we're the only ones with that original thought, I think it's a real thing. And this gets me to just one other point with name, image, likeness, and paying players and things like that. Uh, I still would prefer to see something like this, like the like the NCAA in each conference and each program, like they came up with cost of attendance, that if there's a way they can improve on the cost of attendance, um, 
you know, uh, by, you know, your ability and your talent, if there's an outside arbitrator that can say, you know, uh, James Wiseman is really more valuable than 4,300 bucks. He brings more to the table. He should be, you know, $9,000, you know, per year for himself. Plus, why not a travel fund for each parent? You know, we, if we've got all this money, why not say, okay, that, if you, that's a big thing. If you yeah. come to college, yeah, obviously they want to go see their kid play, right? So they moved to Memphis to see their kid play. And that's what got them in mm -hmm. trouble, yeah. right? Something like that. Uh, I'm not exact on all the details. So, so yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're going to just take this thought process well, of mine and pick it apart, the details don't matter. <laughs> the big picture matters, which is like a lot of kids go a long way away from home or somewhat away from home and they have families that want to go there. So if I'm a family, like whatever, uh, any pick any prospect and you're in the Big Ten forever and you're going to go to Chicago this year and spend and your team plays for one of the Blue Bloods and you're going to spend how much money on a hotel in Chicago, how much money you get tickets to the game, but you got to pay for parking, right? Uh, pay for parking at your hotel. I mean, it's expensive. Then you go to the NCAA and, and the family doesn't get a break till you make the final four. Then the NCAA takes care of them. Why not create a fund or a, give them a, a travel card every year? So if you live this far away from the university, you get 5,000 bucks or 7,500 bucks. And if you live down the road, you get, you know, 2,500 bucks. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is, because they're not going to be able to be at every game usually because they've got other children and they've got jobs and they've got other stuff to do. And there are these very minute, minute few that, that can never work again because their kid's going to be a multi-multi-millionaire, but they're not going to be part of college basketball anyway. I just think there's ways we can make it better without making them employees or making them pay a ton of taxes. And it's going to take somebody smarter than me to figure it out. But my idea is you take care of the family and you take care of the holistic part of it. Like we want you to be comfortable. We want you to be able to travel. We want the family to be able to travel. And we're also going to reward you for your talent and being in college. And so if if my uh, 12th man who's a fresh, skinny freshman who I'm redshirting, um, his uh, cost of attendance is less than, uh, you know, my first team all eager as a junior or senior. So be it. <laughs> I mean, so be it. And um, uh, but, you know, but find a way to not make them employees. How do you do that? Do you institute some some constitutional rules, bylaws or whatever? Uh, that, that the United States government um, would do? Or how do you find that precedent already sent across campus for your researchers uh, uh, doing other things um, and, or making money with uh, summer? Uh, you know, if you're, uh, if you're out there and you're working uh, at Price Waterhouse as an intern because you went to Dartmouth or Northwestern or wherever, you know, how, and basketball guys can't do that. They just don't have that kind of time, you know? Um, is there, there's ways out there that seem sensible to me, uh, that could be done now, how you put it all on, on paper and figure it out. I don't know, but I'm just here for ideas because that's what we do. CJ. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I love, I love the travel fun idea because, um, you know, there are so many families that most of their most of them, their kid's not going to make it to the NBA. So, like, their kid's not going to be able to pay them back for the years they spent traveling trying to go see their games. And you're right, that, that gets really, really expensive. And, um, you know, it's for as a parent, like I remember my mom, um, you know, I would play on, like, the AU, AU ball and we'd go around and, you know, she'd have to spend a lot of money to go to, go to those games. But, like, those are her favorite memories 
um, you know, some of her favorite members from my childhood and it meant a lot for yeah, to, like it, to have your parents there. So, um, I, I, I get that uh, definitely because it's, it's, it's not fair. Put that on steroids and that's your college experience. Yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. For sure. All right, Tim. Um, you know, I, I want to talk before we get out of here, I want to talk some three point defense, but before we do that, you had the opportunity to sit down this week with uh, Xavier coach Travis Steele. So we want to get to that interview. Here it is. This is uh, this is Tim Miles, and I'm here with Travis Steele, head coach at Xavier. Travis, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on. So let me know if you've ever heard this joke before. Uh, a guy and his six-year-old son walk into a bar with a thousand dollars wadded up into their hand. You ever heard that one? <laughs> it sounds ludicrous. <laughs> Who would do that? What idiot would do that, right? <laughs> tell me how. Tell me about the the just the whole experience, and I, I think our viewer or our listeners want to hear about that. Yeah, you know, so we obviously beat UC, our big rival, and you know, Centos Center was absolutely on fire. So I wanted to show appreciation to the fans. Crosstown showdown yeah, over cross, Cincinnati. Crosstown showdown it was an incredible shootout. game. And so I asked our compliance director on the way to the media, I said, hey, would it be legal for me to drop $1,000 at Dana's, which is the local bar here for Xavier fans? I said, could I do that? And he said, yeah, why not? I said, okay, well, I'm going to go to the did. ATM. <laughs> I said, I got, I pulled out $1,000, went up there. Again, I had my son in with me, so I was like, you know what, should I bring him in? Or do I leave him in the car? Am I going to be that bad parent? So yeah, like, you, you can't leave him in the car. Yeah, I can't leave him in the yeah. car. I got to take let him, him pay. In. Yeah, let him pay. Why not? Even better. So it teaches him a good lesson. Hey, yeah. Yeah, you give to others. Yeah, as long as you don't <laughs> hand him one, yeah. I think yeah. you're okay. Yeah. Hey, you didn't get a drink. So, so that's awesome. Well, I think that was really a neat thing. You know, all coaches are, are always want to show appreciation to your fans. I think that's a heck of a way to do it. So yeah. well done, Travis. Thank you. So uh, you're a brother of John Gross. Yes. Uh, when you got the head coaching job here, who are some of your mentors? Is John a mentor of yours? Yeah, for sure. You know, I was kind of his shadow in, in a lot of ways kind of growing up. You know, he coached me in AAU way back on how he did, but he did. Um, but, you know, Sean Miller was the one who brought me here to Xavier. I've known Sean for... 20 years. Yep. Um, Chris Mack is obviously a mentor. You know, Fab Mata is a mentor. Um, I've had been fortunate to be around some really good people. Yeah, some high-level guys. Yeah. Right. No doubt about it. What's your favorite part of, of your job? What do you What do you enjoy? I just love being around young people. You know, and helping them, seeing them grow. You know, just as a person, student, uh, player, and just help them in their development, help them reach their goals. I'm not even going to ask you. Uh, on you, what your least favorite thing is, because people will kill us, right? If we do that, <laughs> yeah. so we're no, not let's doing don't do that. Stay away. So yeah, exactly. I mean, and what people have to understand is, as a coach, you know, you're really um, always trying to put the best light forward for the university. You know, you're an ambassador for the university, Absolutely. so you can't just be a complete truth teller on no. on a little no. bit of everything. Absolutely not. But you can tell me the truth on this. Do you have any kind of crazy superstitions or anything on game day or before a game? They take uh, you into you know, the season. I, I always work out every every right before our shoot around, and then I always chew a piece of gum during the, when our team's announced, and then I spit it out as the ball's being tipped. Is there a certain flavor? Do we like yes. juicy fruit or? We, I go orange trident. Orange trident. Yes. Is that sugar free? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, your dentist appreciates. Yeah, yeah, he loves Keep it. him in business. Uh, so with, what's you have two children? What tell me about your family? Yeah, I got Anderson who's two months old. And I got Winston who's six years old, and then my wife Amanda. 
We've been married for seven years. So what's the last adult movie that you guys saw? Oh my God. <laughs> my wife hates movies. She'll fall asleep within like 10 minutes. No way. So yes. you're not binging on Netflix no. or anything? No. It's like, so we'll watch The Incredibles and we'll yeah. watch, you know, oh, Moana yeah. and all those oh, movies and yeah. all the Disney movies. Yeah. I will tell you, as an expert, I, 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 there's a whole bunch of them you can uh, do. In fact, my daughter and I, She'll love uh, me telling this story, but uh, you know how they got married in uh, Lion King? Oh, yeah. So her and I got married you know, 10, 12 times. <laughs> well, we have pictures of her. Over She's up. got a veil you know, of her and I getting married, and if I didn't do it right, she'd yell at me. Yeah. And, you do it again? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, she's been married a whole bunch of times. Uh, is, is Trey Scotty the best video guy, video coordinator in the business? Oh, he's incredible. Yeah. He gets the video to me right when I uh, want it. Yeah, so I need to give him a shout out. That's oh, why. Absolutely. I, yeah, he, he is. Uh, he's, he's the man. He's killing it. He's killing <laughs> it. If you could, if you could um, uh, have dinner with any three coaches that ever existed, who would it be? Definitely, I'd say one would be Bob Knight. Yep. I'm from Indiana, so I grew up a huge Indiana University fan. So I was, I went to his camp kicked me out of camp one time so again <laughs> we won't go there but was we it for the do dorm violation or? it was a dorm but i showed up late to camp oh yeah 10 minutes and he got me um, i'd love to discuss that with him <laughs> um you know number two i, I would love to meet with bill belichick ah, i think it'd be an interesting like one right be yeah. some interesting. then you know have, have you seen his hbo <laughs> hang on here have you seen his hbo thing <laughs> i have not it's good you'll like watching I need, it. I need to watch it then with ten, nick saban then, then the last guy's 10 miles well we, yeah we should grab dinner I'm in. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I like to, you know, we could have a Coors Light too. At least yeah. if, if hey, you, maybe I'll have to make. I'll pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to drink a thousand dollars worth. All right, <laughs> Travis. Thank you for the athletic and the Miles Moore podcast. Thanks for yeah. coming on today. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks. Good luck. Thanks. All right. Nice. Uh, that was that was fun with uh, with Travis Steele. Tim, you, did you enjoy uh, getting getting to talk with Travis this week? Did did he, he give you any money for drinks? Yeah, no, he didn't. But we we are gonna have dinner together. I've got two more Xavier games, so, I you know I just thought it was a, a fun story. Well, looks maybe he's calling me right now. Oh. No, he's not. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, uh, Tim's got the old school landline. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, Tim Miles Enterprises line right there. Um, uh, <laughs> you know he, he you know I just thought. And I even butchered the, you know, the joke, which was supposed to be, you know, uh, a dad and a six-year-old walk in with a fistful of cash to a bar, you know, whatever it is. And um, but the idea that he went to an ATM and and he and he went and and took care of everybody's drinks and stuff like that, you know, that that's a clever move. But you don't just give away a thousand dollars, even though you're all right. Oh, he makes this much money. You don't just you still, you know. You're doing so much more. Your lifestyle is so different. You spend a lot more money just as a coach anyway. And so to go do that, I thought was a pretty cool gesture because, uh, you know, a lot of guys won't. And and I think that Travis is, you know, you know loves Xavier and and he's he's got a good team. He's got a, a, some of the same problems Kentucky's got, which is outside shooting, uh, although they shot the well, ball well against Western Carolina. And that had to be at least a welcome sight. But they, um, but I thought it was a good move, and it was a lot of fun. And again, we tried to keep it fun, you know, uh, one orange stick of trident, you know, between. I, I just wanted to give you know the fans something different uh, than your normal coach speak kind of bullshit stuff. <laughs> it was, it was good. Let's let's uh, let's get some to some games this weekend. But, but before we make our picks, I want to. Um, I got a good mailbag question 
um, this week. And, uh, you know, time for me to, to self-promote my stuff. My mailbag's out today if you want to go check it out. But uh, we, uh, you know, Kansas plays at Villanova this weekend, and, and, and somebody asked about their three-point defense. They're giving up. Um, almost half the, the field goal attempts are from three this year against Kansas. Um, you know, the percentage is good as far as what their what their teams are shooting against them. But they're giving up a ton of threes. And I know this is a subject, Tim, that, that you've put a lot of thought into. It, it almost changed the way you coach, right? Like, um, you know, you, what, what the analytics community says is um, you can't necessarily control the percentage teams shoot against you from three, which I, I disagree with a little bit. But you, what you can control is three-point rate. And, um, you know, Kansas, Bill Self, I asked him about this yesterday, and he said he feels like they're giving up too much. But, hey, I, I do feel, he does feel good about the, the percentage teams are shooting against him. Tim, what, what was your thought process as, as you coached, um, you know, in, in thinking about the three-point line? And, and, and I know you kind of made a, a decision at some point to, hey, we're going to really try to run teams off the three-point line, right? Yeah, and, and Ken and I on our podcast earlier, if folks listen to the um, podcast or don't remember, we just breached it briefly about uh, Ken is a uh-huh. huge advocate of the mean is the mean. Teams are going to shoot a percentage over the course of time, and the national average at that time was like 35. And and that's just the way you're. it's probably going to be close to that. Now, superior teams, um, you know, are, or that play lesser, you know, talent, it's probably going to be lower, but by and large, if you're an average team, you know, uh, trying to figure out your way to one of those last five at large spots, you know, how do you do it? And he, you know, I think his idea is, or how do you upset a bigger opponent is that you have to, you have to cut down on the percentage of three point attempts. It's not just, I don't think it's a, you throw a blanket over the entire country and say, this is the way it is. I think it's, it's a little bit, to a smaller degree, but the idea of chasing guys off the line. Now, when we say that, that means that if you average 23 point attempts a game, I'm going to try and only let you get 12 off. If there's one player that makes three a game and takes eight a game or nine a game, I only want him to get four or five off. So we always say, you know, if he gets that shot off, that's defensive failure. Okay. Defensive failure. You're not letting him get the shot off. And, and you'll see that. And I thought Kentucky overhelped too much on Utah the other night and allowed good shooters open shots. And you can't do that. You can't help from the corners and give up that easy shot. You've got to stay and let the back flow of your defense help out and rim protect. And so Bill Self is a little bit fortunate right now because the line has moved back considerably. The national numbers are down one and a half percent, almost two percentage points. So there's a little bit of luck involved for Kansas right now that way, you know, that, that these teams, and what's funny, if you look at the numbers, some of the elite teams of three-point shooting are better than ever. They've moved higher and moved up, and their percentages are better in the 38s, 39s, and 40s. And it's the middling ones, you know, that have really dropped. So the teams that were at 34 and, you know, when everybody else was shooting 35, they've dropped to 29, 30, and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, um, this Villanova game is going to be fascinating because, you know, it, uh, they can they can stretch you. Uh, so the other thing about chasing guys off the line is it kind of becomes a mentality too, that that one you want to chase everybody off, but two you're just a little more aggressive to shooters even when you can't get there in time, and that can affect their shooting motion, 
or whatever it might be. My teaching point has always been a shot is not contested unless your hand is above the ball while the shooter's in a shooting motion at some point. So if you're coming late and you're trying to get your hand up, or if you're in there tight and you have your hand up and you're just kind of, you're, you're up tight on him and you're crowding him, those are all okay. But you got to get there somehow or another. And if we all use the visual of Mario Chalmers shooting it, being contested by Derrick Rose on that Sports Illustrated panoramic view when, he, uh, when Mario hit the game winner for Kansas off their little, uh, their little pitch play. Um, you know what shot. I'm talking about in the final four when yeah. Kansas won the national championship, the shot. Yeah. That was contested. I mean, Derek Rose chop. is a, yeah. Yep. Chop. There's the play, but Derek Rose is above the ball. You know, I mean, he's up there and, and that is, um, that's a contested shot. It's a made contested shot and you just got to tip your hat. So my point is, is that with the philosophy, we're going to chase you off the line, even though knowing that sometimes we're not gonna, I think we can still favorably affect our defensive percentage if, if that's our mindset, because we're just crowding you a little more. We're just coming at you a little harder, even though we're not always, you, you still get the shot off sometimes. And, you know, maybe how I agree. I agree. Guys don't want to go inside on Doak, but maybe Bill wants to protect Doak a little bit with foul trouble too. So he's not quite emphasizing it as much. Uh, I don't know. I'm not in practice, but again, all I'm do all I'm here is for the ideas. Well, you know, the way Bill self-coaches defense, I think, is is he wants to take away easy shots at the basket as much as possible. And when you have a guy like like Udoka as a bouquet, you know, it's it's difficult to to get him to to defend out at the three-point line. So in their schemes, they're going to try to keep him in the paint as much as possible. And that's when, um, you know, that's that's one reason that the Kansas has given up a lot of threes. But I, interested, Tim, when when you were, um, you know, when you started really emphasizing that and there's only so many things a coach can emphasize right like you have to pick your pick your things that you really care about yep. that was one of them how, how much time would you guys spend on like closeouts and, and and that kind of stuff at at practice um day in and day out like was it a teaching point every single day yeah it's a it's a way of life and you really don't close out i mean you're chasing guys off the line closeouts are really um uh, uh. immaterial closeouts happen on a uh you're in the gap they dribble and they make the next little pass 10, 12 feet away, you close out to them. The long closeout where they skip it and you're standing kind of in the lane or 12 feet off your man and you're running at him, that's not a closeout. You're just chasing that guy off yeah. the line. And um, mm -hmm. uh, but, but the other thing with Bill is what we're talking about. Oh, that's not Sammy. That's not Sammy. That's, that's Lily. She's upset. She's upset. Yeah. Well, the mailman showing up. <laughs> I don't so, know. Probably, but, but, probably Amazon. <laughs> yeah, there's there. Yeah, most likely. Uh, there, there, you know, there's not many pick and pop five that hurt you on a regular, regular, regular basis. Although St. Mary's has got some guys that really are destroying people. Um, I really like watching St. Mary's right now. Uh, and and but all the same, you know, it's just it's it's everybody that you got to chase offline because a good college player can do it. Although with the line moving out. I think we've seen a clear line of separation of the, the good three-point shooting teams. And then, they're, you know, the mediocre ones are not just hanging around. They have dropped off, I think, considerably. Do you, do you think that, um, you know, obviously we, we hit on Ken's point that, like, it's, it's mostly luck for what teams shoot from a percentage point. But my, my thing, whole thing with that is, like, until we have – 
away. Like the NBA has second spectrum, right? Where, um, you know, they, they know they can show where everybody is at, at every point on the, on the floor. So you can kind of see, okay, how close was a guy on a, on a shot? And you can, you can kind of say, okay, here's what was contested. Here's wasn't, um, do you think it's, it's really luck or do you think there is, there is some influence obviously from, from the team's side? Well, like I alluded to earlier, I think it's a mentality because if you're used to chasing guys off the line, then you're just more aggressive to each shooter. I think that can affect the way mm-hmm. a shooter feels. Yeah. So I do feel that it's not just luck. Although uh, sometimes yeah. it is. <laughs> sometimes you're just going to face a team that's going to make 11. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and you just, you know, the teams that are going to go out, you know, it's it's surprising to me how many times, we, you know, teams could make 10 or 11 and still lose. You know, you know, that's where other things come in. Are you fouling? You know, are you ter- that's why the four factors matter. You know, all you have to be good at. You just have to be a well-rounded team. All right. So let's uh, let's get to our games. Let's start with that Kansas at Villanova one. Um, Kim Pomeroy has, you know, again, we're using the Kim Pom lines because the Vegas lines aren't out. We're recording this on Friday morning. Um, Kansas is favored by one point at Nova. Um, diff- you know, Kansas has struggled in the past with. Um, these teams that maybe are do shoot a lot of threes and have a pick and pop five man who um, you know Udoka doesn't want to get out to. If you, if you remember the 2017 Final Four game, I mean Nova just crushed them with hitting three after three after three, and it, you know a lot of it was Kansas trying to protect the paint, over helping, and, and Nova just getting great looks. How, how do you see this one playing out, Tim? Well, I, I remember that game because that was one of the things that people, you know, everybody was worried about. If you're a Kansas fan of how that was going to go about. And, you know, I think pick and pop fives can hurt you. Uh, I think that as you look at things, uh, you know, Villanova shoots a lot of threes. There's no doubt about it. They're a top 70 team. Uh, they shoot them well. They make 38%. Uh, and, and when you look at all of their guys and, um, you know, Jared, well, Kansas City product right there, right? Now he's only got yeah. seven. Okay, you really wanted him. Yeah. yeah, well, sure. Who didn't? And, uh, <laughs> but, but he can still play on the perimeter, even though he hasn't shot a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I, when I look at this too, I, I, he can play it. You're right. He plays on the perimeter. He can drive, he can do, and he can create for others and, uh, and he makes shots anyway, but, um, that, that's worrisome. But I, I, I believe Kansas is winning this game despite that, like what you say, uh, you're right. That, that model is really treated Villanova well. In fact, that same year, they beat a very good Purdue team the same way. And I forget if A.J. Hammond – oh, it was Isaac Haas and – I don't think I don't know if it was A.J. Hammonds or not, but Caleb they beat Swan them – What's that? Oh, in the tournament you're talking about? No, they beat them in the Gavit games at the... Purdue. Uh, uh, maybe maybe Caleb Swan and Yeah, and and they uh, they did the same thing. Stretch five them late, timely threes – yeah. But it's the other guys that hurt you too. So I, I believe Villanova's good. I think they're good at home, but I believe Kansas wins. And I believe they cover the spread because there's only one. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is only one. I'm, uh, I, I'm with you. You know, I, logic says Nova just because of stylistically, it's a, it's a tough cover for Kansas. But Dayton was like that too. And, um, you know, Kansas found, and I think Dayton's a little bit better than, than Nova. And, um, you know, obviously that was on a neutral floor, but, um, I think Kansas is in like a really good spot right now. They're playing really well. 
Um, I, I think they go there, and you know they've had a week off to to get ready for Nova, and I'm sure Self's going to throw some, maybe some. He, he'll do some gimmicky stuff against um, you know teams like that. So I I think Kansas figures it out, and, and you know I think this is a good game, but um, I think Kansas ultimately wins. All right, the next one up is uh, Butler Purdue uh, in Indianapolis. Um, so you know both teams will have a lot of fans there. I'm sure um, Butler or sorry Purdue is a one point favorite. Um, don't want me to pick this one first, Timmy. Well, first of all, do you have our cumulative records yet? I, um, I tried to, to get it done this week, but I, I, I spaced on it. I think, I think I'm up on you like two or three games next, next week. I promise I'll yeah, have it. And that's the way I want to start this. This is your record. This is your record against the spread. This is where I am because I need to be motivated on this deal. Okay. So you go ahead and pick <laughs> you're, this. You're losing right now. So yeah, you should yeah, be motivated. Yeah. 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 Cause you're, you picked the guy in games, you know, I'll, I just said, although here, here's the, here's the thing. Oh, here's the thing. Oh, wait, if we count won the other night. In the Sun Bowl? If, yeah. Yeah. If we count the other night, I would have also won three out of four. If you would have let me pick the team I wanted to pick, which was you. Nope. Nope. That's <laughs> so not you wouldn't let works. me pick them. So, so I, you know, but I'll, I'll own it. I'll own it. You're right. You're owning it. So what were you going to say, uh, uh, I'm going to own it. I'm going to, you're going to, you're going to pick, you made the, up a little ground there. You're going to pick the Butler, uh, Purdue game first. All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, I, I, you know, per, sorry. Butler was a team I talked about. I liked earlier this year. Um, I, I always like Purdue cause I think Matt Painter is, is one of the best coaches in the country. I'm, I'm a huge Matt Painter appreciator, but, um, I think, uh, I think Butler's got the better team this year. I'm going to, you know, it's a neutral court game. I'm going to go with Butler. Well, I started the year by saying I thought that some of the Big Ten was overinflated, and I specifically said Purdue, to which they immediately went out and boat raced Virginia. Then I thought, okay, they got them. And then I actually watched the Husker game, and the Huskers, who, God bless them, uh, you know, have room to grow. And Fred Hoiberg will get that done, but they made them look awful. I'm taking Butler too. I just, it's I, I just don't trust Purdue right now. I don't trust. I don't think they have a go-to score that I can but, see, and yeah. so I just don't. And yeah, it's Lavelle, one of those teams Lavelle, where it's like it. Go ahead. Lavelle Jordan has done an outstanding job uh, with Butler, and they look like they're a well-oiled machine right now. Yeah, they they kind of look like an old-school Brad Stevens team to me. Um, all right, so we both got Butler. I'll, uh, I'll I'll go ahead and pick this next one first, since uh, you know I want to give you the opportunity to to pick somebody different. Um, Ohio State, Kentucky, Buckeyes are a five point favorite. Um, you know Kentucky's going to be plenty motivated going into this one, uh, but I I think they got real issues that I don't think you figure out in a couple days. Um, Ohio State's really really good. That's a not a very big line, uh, five points. I think Ohio State wins and covers. Do you know if the Washington kid is playing? Because he did not oh, play that's against a good Minnesota. Question. That's a good question. Yeah, because they're not quite the same without him. Yeah, he missed the Minnesota game. Um, I will. I will Google as you're thinking about it here, Tim. Um, so I, I am. I am taking Kentucky to cover, but not win. Kentucky to cover, but not win. Um, yeah. As far as Google News says, I, I can't find anything that. Okay, here we go. He could return for that game. So. Uh, that was 16 yeah. minutes ago. On, on it's still Friday it's so still ribs, return, which probably probably a game time decision. Yeah, yeah, it's still ribs, which right, worries. So you're going. Me. Can, can, 
Yeah, that's for a shooter too. That's that's tough. Yeah. All right, but, so you got Kentucky covering, but Ohio State winning. Yes. All right. Next next up, we got. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Colorado and Dayton. Colorado Dayton, and Colorado's another team that I really like, uh, but you know have been surprised a little bit about some of the outcomes, and uh, and I think they're good. Uh, uh, they lost last week, um, and when when you look at these guys, you know they got very good inside guys, but they get they end up in foul trouble. You know, uh, uh, when, when I look at Tad Boyle's teams, traditionally strong rebounding team, uh, and but Evan Batty's got to stay in the game for him. You know, he's a highly effective guy, a great rebounder. Tyler Bay, another great rebounder. McKinley Wright's playmaking point guard, uh, but. But at the same time, as much as I like this team, with with the foul trouble Batty gets into, uh, I'm taking Dayton. I just really think Dayton is like enormous amount of confidence, playing really well. Uh, you know those two losses to Kansas uh, in a big fashion, and then Northern Iowa at home. Uh, you know, coming off that, they did have a good win, but weren't great offensively against Colorado State. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a tight game. But I, I got dating, Dayton winning and covering. You know, I think this is a tough matchup for for Colorado because you hit on um, the the Colorado big kid, the the center, uh, Beatty. He is a uh, li- little thicker. Um, it's it's not maybe you know he wants to play inside. Um, Dayton's guys are going to stretch you, um, even if they don't put him on Obi. Um, you know, Dayton's Dayton's four man um, is a guy who can who can stretch it as re- well. Ryan. Mike Sill, I believe is how you say it. Mike Sill. Yeah, sorry. Mike Sill. Apologies yep. to anybody whose name I butcher because that's why I'm a writer. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Dayton. Think Dayton is legit. Um, I think they, they win and cover no problem. This one, and this one's in Chicago. So neutral court game. Um, you know, Colorado's got two really, really good players. I, I, I like their, their top three, but I don't know that they've got the depth, um, you know, to be a, I think they're going to be a bubble team this year. So uh, I'm going with Dayton. All right, next up we got uh, Cincinnati, Iowa. Iowa's a three-point favorite. This one's also in Chicago. Um, this will be Iowa's first game without Jordan Bohannon. Um, man, I this one's this one's tough for me because um, I think Iowa's really kind of starting to figure some things out, but then you take Jordan Bohannon out of the mix, and, man, that's tough to take a senior point guard out. Um so I'm, I think I'm going to go uh, Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati just beat Tennessee. They're one of those teams that kind of depends on the night when you watch them, as is Iowa. Um, they've kind of been all over the place this year. But um, I think, you know, if Bohannon was in this game, I think I'd probably be picking Iowa, but I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm just not there with Cincinnati. I mean, just the odd ending to the Colgate game, and the, there's already been a, su- a suspension with Cumberland one other time. Uh, I, I just, it's hard for me to, to trust them. Uh, and Iowa, I think yeah. I know what I'm getting. Wise camp is playing better. Uh, you know, I think that'll help. Uh, I think that, um, you know, I'm curious who's going to, you know, fill in for Bohannon. I think that's a big loss. Uh, I feel bad for him. I think this would have been a great team for him to go out with. Uh, but at the same time, you, you know, he's got to do what's right. He's got to make it right. And, and uh, that game at Iowa State was an excellent, you know, example. But I- I'm taking Iowa to cover. 
I think he he ends up coming back next year too, right? Won't, won't he? he I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I would admit. So I, I, I guess I never. Con- I never and, considered otherwise. Really, I just thought that you know, like some people have said, oh, he's gonna yeah. do this, that, or the other thing, and I, I guess I thought, no, man, he's doing this to come back. Yeah, I think he's coming back, and they've got a pretty young te- team, so um, Iowa could be pretty pretty salty next year, but. Uh, yeah, that's that's a that's a tough one. So, but uh, you're you're going with Iowa, so we're different there. All right, the the last one here is is Utah State, Florida. It's a neutral court game and and Sunrise. I'm taking Florida, my guy. So not really Don't even a neutral touch court it. Game. I'm taking my guy. Yeah, I, know, I know I know you're taking your guy. I, Craig Smith. Iowa or Florida is a three point favorite. Um, I'm gonna let you have your guy. I knew he, you were. Um, so I'm I'm not I'm not I'm gonna go against you here just just so you can have your guy and maybe pick one up on me. Uh, oh. That'll be a fun game. That's a big test for uh, for Utah State. Great. Glad, glad they got that game. What do you what do you think of it? You're Florida's taking the favorite. favorite. Three. Yeah. You're taking the favorite. And you're asking like you're doing me a favor. I'm taking the underdog. Well, you know, I, I, I'm taking I, a guy I, I that started your, his coaching career. I believe in your at boy. Mayville's, hey, I'm <laughs> I'm betting on a guy that started his career at Mayville State, right? And that was highly successful there. Helped me be successful there as my assistant too. But I mean, he. I mean, and, and now you're acting like you're doing me a favor taking. A, favorite what i mean come on cj i like, don't don't be fake news in me on this <laughs> all right well so, uh, we know the gators are playing want, better lately I, hey i want cumulative i'll give you updated results. standings next week yeah I'll, i i got a spreadsheet I, built you know i was i was I, I got a job to do i gotta write a lot of stories this or not a lot of stories but i had i had a big one on the uh tie on grant foster that i was working on this week and it had me distracted. Plus, you know, I got kids. Come on, Timmy. You, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Got, I'll get those I know. Results. It's so tough to be you. It's so tough to be CJ Moore. <laughs> it's just hard. We should have put your name first. It's hard out here. <laughs> That's what our wives think. My wife thinks the same. She she thinks it flows better as well. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I know. I'm like, no, honey, we're All alphabetical. Right. <laughs> All right. So please rate, review, subscribe to our podcast. Um, I want listeners to be sure and, and go check out the best of our, the best of 2019 at the athletic. It's a presentation. Um, our editors put together the 30 best stories from the year, um, as well as some of the best podcasts at the athletic. Please go check that out. Tim, we're, you're, you're home this weekend. I'm headed to Wichita. You said you're home. Yeah, I'm home. I'm going to, I'm going to go up and see my dad, I think, and check on him, see oh, how nice. he's doing. Uh, but I, I, I just want folks to know when they're looking that I will not be featured in, um, in 2019 because not only did I lose my job, I got my ass kicked on the court. I can't wait for 2019 to get out, <laughs> get out good riddance 2019. Well, we, we still, we so, still have, uh, we, we still have, let's see, what's, what's today's date that the, the 20. Today's the twentieth. I think we still have two more podcasts for twenty nineteen. So you, you haven't quite gotten rid of it yet. But yeah, it's been a real dick I, to you, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I may boycott one of those. Just don't be surprised if I don't show up. <laughs> all Go right, on strike. All right. So uh we we appreciate everybody for listening. Uh we'll be back on Monday, I think. Yeah, Monday we'll be back. So um Tim, did you had some homework this week. Did you come off with a, a good sign off for me? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, Hey, folks, thanks for putting up with CJ. And I know you love listening to Coach Miles. Until next week, we'll see you then. I'll I'll go. I got one. Stay efficient, America. (laughs) (laughs) That was mean. Stay efficient. Stay efficient, America.